Hello, and welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. If you love having fun, love laughing, love the idea of stepping into your power and just owning being bold, then this is the exact episode that you need to listen to today because my guest, Stephanie Shar, goes on Instagram by at own your bold. She is a single mother, podcaster, writer. Uh, she's been in direct sales for quite some time. She's a corporate queen, social media influencer, and mental health advocate. Her mission in life is really just to empower women to tap into their inner strength and realize their full potential while one, loving themselves, and two, living their best lives. You can find Stephanie on social media, especially on Instagram. She's amazing. Love to follow her. And this conversation gives you a really awesome taste about what she is all about. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, Every week, I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Because, I mean, we've been talking behind the scenes on Instagram for years now. And yep. you are just such a, you are such a joy. And every time you pop up in my feed, <laughs> I love seeing what you're up to, what you're doing, how you're leading. But I guess before we get into all of that, why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are? Who is Stephanie? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. You're so sweet. Um, so yeah, I'm Stephanie. I am a single mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a side hustle. Um, and I have a full-time job and I'm working on a book and I have my own podcast and I am an extremely busy person, but I love it that way. I'm an Aries sun, Leo moon. So I'm a doer. Um, I don't like to be bored. I don't like to I don't like to not be busy. So, (laughs) so I love my life. I love everything that I do. Um, One of the things that I always say is that I don't do anything I don't like. So even though I'm super busy and my days are super full, it's all stuff that I like or love. I don't do anything that I don't like. So that's how I live my life. And um, that's pretty much it. I do a lot of stuff. (laughs) You really do like all the things. All the things. And I think that's, that's really unique because right beyond leadership podcast, we're talking about leadership. So many leadership books or podcasts or whatever it is, 
they'll tell you to pick one thing and stick to it. Yeah, and, and I think that there's, yeah, one, well, and, 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 you know, obviously there's been like twists and turns and ups and downs over the years. And I mean, I've been creating and building businesses and brands online since 2010. So I used to be a blogger. I mean, there's a lot of things that I've picked up and put down and changed and evolved and things like that. And I definitely think um, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. And I do have priorities. There's certain things that take priority over other things. Obviously, my son is my number one priority. So, you know, my son and, and my self care and, you know, myself and nothing, nothing comes before those. So, I think that you do need to kind of pick and choose what you do maybe on a daily basis. I'm just really, really good at compartmentalization. And I think I had to be um, because I became a single mom and I've been a single mom since he was a year and a half. Now he's about to be eight. So like I've been doing this on my own for a long time and I've had to be able to, you know, when I'm with my son, fully concentrate on him when I'm at work fully concentrate on work, but that doesn't mean that I can't come home and then do something else. And so it's kind of like not doing all of these things all at once, but breaking up your time and being able to, you know, you can, everyone has 24 hours in a day and like you can break up your day and do multiple things that day, even if you're not doing them all at once. And so that's been really helpful for me. And yeah, I mean, I used to subscribe to you know, you have to pick a niche. You have to be really specific about this one person you're speaking to. You have to do one thing. You have to have one offering. And that just didn't bring me joy. I was like, no, I love everybody. And I, and everything that I do, I love. And why would I stop doing something that I love? And then if that changes, then I'll know to pivot and to put it down or take a break or whatever I have to do. But you can really do whatever you want. I mean, you don't have to follow the rules. There are no rules. And I think if you're following someone on social media or someone's telling you something that you, you don't want to follow, then you don't have to follow that. And I also think that you can agree and disagree with certain things that people say. I mean, there's plenty of people that like, I listen to and I just pick and choose which of their advice I'm going to use. And then if I don't resonate with some of their advice, I'm not going to use it. But like, you don't have to do everything that everybody else says. Yeah. And I think that's so. such an important part about being what I talk about all the time is your authentic self, being an authentic leader. Um, and I want to kind of talk about your brand for a while, right? Because on Instagram, you are own your bold, mm -hmm. which I love on so many levels. But tell me why, why did you choose own your bold? What is, what's the background behind that? Oh my gosh. Well, if I have to really, then I, I really have to go back in time to like middle school. I mean, so I have struggled with my mental health since the fourth or fifth grade. I mean, I was diagnosed with depression at a young age. I was on antidepressants at a young age. Um, I dealt with a lot of bullying. I dealt with self-harm. I dealt with a lot of things when I was really young. And I just remember writing in my diary and I kept, I probably have like 25 filled journals somewhere 
And I mean, I, I, this is obviously before blogging. I'm 35. So <laughs> this is before blogging. This is before the internet, even really. I mean, we had maybe like message boards or something. But um, I kept a daily journal about my life. And I remember writing in my journal, I, when I grow up, I'm going to tell my stories and I'm going to make sure that no one ever has to feel this way. Or if they do feel this way, I want them to know that they're not alone. And I remember writing that when I was like 10 or 11 years old, I didn't know I was going to have a blog someday. I didn't know what blogs were. I didn't know what social media was. There was no social media. There was no Instagram. And, but I just knew that somehow there was going to be some kind of avenue, some kind of vehicle for me to do that for people. And so as I got older, obviously the internet came and blogs came and social media came. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is my way to do that. And also as I got older, I started working on my healing and working on my confidence and taking steps towards being the bold, badass bitch that I knew I was on the inside, even though the outside didn't really match. I wasn't acting that way. I wasn't stepping into that yet because it's scary. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit like fake it till you make it. I kind of had to create my confidence until it became natural over the years, but I came out of my shell a lot more in high school and then in college. And then just the older I got, the more I was able to step into my boldness and own my bold. And so that's really where that comes from. And actually, I think it was my mom who specifically came up with that title because when I first started my blog in 2010, it was called The Loud Mouth. And then people were like, well, what does that even mean? And then I changed it to, because I'm, I'm like kind of a loud person and I, you know, and I am bold and I speak my mind nowadays. Um, so then I changed it to The Loud Mouth Lifestyle because it was like a lifestyle blog, you know, when people would post it like again, before Instagram, people would use their blog to post their food and what they're doing with their kids and, you know, all those things. And I know some people still do, but, um, so I changed, I changed it from the loudmouth to the loudmouth lifestyle. And then that kind of got old over the years. And I was talking to my mom and I remember being with my mom in the car and I was like, kind of just bouncing words off of her. And I was like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then I think she came up with own your bold. So I really have to give her credit for that. But that is what that means is owning your power, owning your strength, tapping into your inner strength. I call myself the strength queen on Instagram because the number one thing that I hear from people is how strong I am. And that's something that I never really thought of myself as like, I thought of myself as, you know, confident and those types of things, confident and bold and things like that. But then people other people started telling me that I was strong and I was like, wow, you're right. And it's because I've had to be because of things that I've been through. But I truly believe that everyone has the same amount of inner strength. It's just that some of us go through certain things that we're forced to step into that power. But I believe that everyone can. Like, I also believe that it's a choice and like you can choose to step into that power and use it. And so that's really where that came from. And so that's really my mission is to help women realize that like, there's nothing special about me or you or anybody. Like we all have that strength and that boldness inside of us. We just, we get to tap into it if we want to, and that can be a choice. So we don't have to wait for those traumatic moments or those crazy things to happen 
to have that power, you know, pulled to the surface. So I think when we, when we talk about strengths, there are so many different things that that could mean, right? We could be talking about like physical strength. Like I'm going to the gym and picking up heavy things and putting them back down and then picking them up again and putting them back down. That's strength. We could be talking about strengths like mental agility is a strength. Um, I know when I talk about strengths, I talk about like, what are your strengths as a leader? Are you visionary? Are you strategic? Are you focused on people? But when you talk about strengths, you're talking about it from like another fourth space. And that's correct me if I'm wrong, but you're talking about like, like deep seated, almost spiritual strength, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's I I almost think of it as I would call it like mental endurance. Mm-hmm. Um you know, persistence, perseverance, that type of strength. Like I remember being at uh some kind of an award ceremony or something and someone spoke about me and they said, if you look up the word perseverance in the dictionary, you're going to see Stephanie's face. <laughs> and so I think well, I know that that is that is like the main the main um, definition of it for me. But I mean, another one of my mottos is that I want to help women become stronger every day in every way. And so, on my Instagram, I don't just talk about mental mental toughness, although that's a big part of it. But I also I do talk about you know when I'm working out, when I'm working on my physical strength and I'm working on other things. And at the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, (laughs) I obviously did not know that was coming, but it was just really interesting timing because I remember when 2020 started in January, I didn't come up with any resolutions, but I just said, I, my goal this year is to become strong and healthy in every area of my life. I want to work on becoming strong in my finances in my physical strength and my health and my physical health in my mental health, in my friendships. Like I wanted to become stronger in every area. And then when the pandemic hit, it was really interesting because one of my siblings and I had just like a week before everything was shut down, we had just come up with this new eating plan and we called it a spring clean cleanse. And it was kind of like this eating plan and we were living together uh, together at the time. So we could do this together, which is really cool. And, you know, working out and things like that. And then my spiritual stuff and my meditation, it was just a whole, it was like a whole plan for strength in all areas. And then the pandemic hit and we couldn't do anything else. And it was almost like this really beautiful container for us to really focus on that. And I lost a bunch of weight and I was able to really focus on my mental health and just all the things. And so it was really interesting how that worked out, but Yeah, I would say, um, I just, I believe that women and people in general, I believe that we can handle so much more than we think we can. And we're doing ourselves a disservice by not believing in ourselves and not believing that we can handle anything that comes our way. We are strong enough. We can do anything that we want to do. Anything is possible. And I believe that I'm living proof of that. And that's what I hope to, that's what I hope I make people feel is that they can do it too. Because if I can, anyone can. 
I love that message. And I think part of the reason that that resonates so much with me personally is because that's, and I know you're, you're a mom to a little boy too, but that's exactly the legacy that I want to leave when I talk about my son and the things that I want to instill in him. And I'm kind of curious if you see this boldness, this strength, this perseverance, do you, is that stuff that you directly try to teach him or is it something that just rubs off? Yeah. So in my direct sales company, something that we say is more is caught than taught. And that is something that I believe is true with my son and I, I believe that just by watching me and being around me and us being so immersed in each other's lives, he is catching on to that. And um, I also don't know if you know this because I don't really advertise it a lot, but my son is autistic. My son is autistic and he has ADHD. And I knew from the moment I found that out, I was like, I never want that to define him. I never want that to stop him from doing what he wants to do. I never want him to feel behind or left out or weird or different. I want him to believe that he has the same opportunities as everybody else. And he is no less than anybody else. And he is the most confident kid that I know. I mean, nothing phases him. He is I mean, if you, if you compliment him, he's just like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I mean, he just has no shame, no, um, I mean, he, he does love himself and believe in himself and nothing. I, I truly believe that he does believe that he can do whatever he wants to do. And, um, that's been really cool to see. And I have actually done affirmations with him and, we do talk about faith and I, I guess I have taught him some of those things, but for the most part, I think he's just, he doesn't know any different. I, I mean, I, I treat him. I don't, I don't treat, I don't think I treat him differently because of those things. I treat him as if he can do anything because I believe that he can. And I, I think he believes that he can too. So one of the interesting like juxtapositions I want to pull out from what you just said and something you said earlier was you said he's like super confident, which of course, what little kid is like, they are. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corrupted by the world and they know nothing but confidence. Like my son thinks that he's going to be a fire truck when he grows up, not drive a fire truck. He's going to be a fire truck, like full confidence. My brother said he, sorry to interrupt, but my brother said he was going to be a tow truck. I mean, so. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's a transformer, who knows, but mm-hmm. right. Little kids, full confidence in everything. And one of the things that you said earlier was that with confidence for you, it started out with, as like a fake it till you make it thing. And I just want to point out like that because you chose to fake it till you make it and eventually became it, you don't, your son is never going to have to fake it till he makes it because that is something that he caught from you. And that is beautiful that you have instilled that in him. And 
allowed him the ability to catch that. So props to you as a mom. Thank you. <laughs> I'm definitely not perfect, but that is something that I, I have done well. And, um, and it is a, a choice every day to not let what most people would see as hindrances, let them stop us. And he really, I mean, he really just does not care. I mean, because even though he is young, he has been made fun of on the playground. I mean, people have told him that he's weird. People have told him to go away. I mean, people have like made it obvious that they know that he's different, especially now that he's older and he looks older and he's taller. You know, when he was three, people would be like, oh, well, he's just being a three-year-old, but now it's a little bit different. So, um, but he just does not let it face him. He's just like, okay, and moves on. You know, he, he, I don't even know if he notices, to be honest with you, or he just doesn't care. So I love that. I love that. And I think one of the most important places, obviously, as, as women and as mothers, we can lead is in our homes. And you just, I know nobody else is going to be able to see you right now. We're leaving the video out because we are both in workout clothes. <laughs> but seeing you light up when you talk about him is so special. Just so special. Yeah, my life revolves around him. I mean, everyone knows that I'm obsessed with my son. And it's like, I'm definitely a mama bear. I mean, you don't mess with my son. <laughs> so wouldn't it be an interesting world if I mean, you say your son is your number one priority, and you say you are obsessed with him, wouldn't it be an interesting world? And wouldn't we be able to get so much done? If we all actually obsessed over what we prioritized? instead of just saying we prioritize something and like having it be a tagline on our Instagram bio. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, as far as priorities go, everybody's priorities are different, but something that I see a lot is that, you know, we're adults. We are adult women, men, non-binary people, whoever's listening to this, but we are adults and we get to make choices and we get to do whatever we want. And I think people just forget that they let other people run their lives. And I've gotten so good at boundary setting. I mean, I know my alarm just went off a minute ago, but besides that, my phone is on do not disturb all the time. My friends give me a hard time. They hate it. They can't get a hold of me. I don't care. My phone is on do not disturb. My notifications are off unless I intentionally set an alarm, unless I intentionally want it to make a noise. My phone does not make noise and it drives other people crazy, but I will get back to you when I want to get back to you or when I have to get back to you or whatever. But like, but really we don't have to do anything. And I just think it's so sad when people let their husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, parents, kids, you know, whatever, run their lives. And I say that I obsess over my son and my world revolves around him. But at the same time, I'm not just, you know, I'm still the adult, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, if I, I have to set boundaries with him too, like mommy's working, mommy's doing that, but you're my number one priority and I'm going to come back to you when that's done. But I also work for him. I'm making money so I can take care of him. And so it's really, again, about that compartmentalization and guarding your time and guarding your energy and deciding where it goes. You get to decide. You have the power. 
And that's why I say I don't, I don't do anything I don't like. I mean, when people don't like their job and they've been there for a year, two years, 10 years, 50 years, I just don't understand why they're still there. Like that, that just, that like does not make sense to me at all. And maybe that's a privileged thing to say, but at the same time, like everybody's hiring, everybody's hiring. And before I got this job, if I needed extra money, I was doing DoorDash. I mean, there's like so many things that we can do now where if you don't like your job, you can replace it with something else easily, easily. Right now it's the easiest time to get a job. And so, um, I just think people need to do what they want to do. And I think it's really sad when they don't. So, I mean, you get one life and why would you spend it prioritizing other people's priorities? I love that. So important because one of the things that we do when we fail to prioritize what we actually want to, when we pull these priorities from our mom or our, our husband or our upline or whoever it is, is yeah, you might work toward it, for a little while, but eventually you're, you're going to resent it. You're going to get burned out and you're going to quit. Exactly. And it's going to leave exactly. you with all of these negative feelings about whatever it was that you're doing. Even if it was something that you loved in the first place, you're going to resent it. Yeah. And I don't want people to mishear me here, like still be responsible, still be polite. If you don't like your job, don't just walk out tomorrow, put in your two weeks, talk to your boss, like still be a responsible adult. I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, again, you can do whatever you want. It's your life. But I personally don't like to build bridges. I mean, every job I've ever left, everything I've ever decided to put down, I've never burned a bridge. I I believe in still putting out good energy, you know, unless that person was abusive or something, obviously, like there's certain specific cases, but if you're just like, oh, my job sucks, like I, that's just not a good enough reason to like walk out one day and leave all those people to suffer without you, you know, cause that, cause you do have a place there and obviously they need you, but, um, you don't have to stay longer than you want to, you know, just be nice and polite, but firm with your boundaries. And I am too. So that's just, that's just what I believe. Good lesson for adults. Good lesson for kids. Good lesson for everyone. (laughs) Just be polite and hold your boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can like, yeah. I mean, someone that I follow religiously, her name is Marissa Lace she's, she always says boundaries don't make you a bitch. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you can hold your boundaries and also, and and having boundaries doesn't mean you're being mean. And also you can do it in a polite way where you're not throwing other people under the bus and, you know, hurting people. Sometimes it accidentally, sometimes it accidentally hurts people or disappoints people, but I think you can do it in a, in a gentle, but firm way, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. You can have a balance. And you're not, someone else's disappointment is theirs. You're not responsible for, for their disappointment. One of the things that I, I tell my clients when I work with them is, you know, your boundaries are not about other people. Your boundaries Mm -hmm. are about you. And if you allow yourself to feel guilty, if you allow yourself to, to take on the shame that other people are placing on you, because you put boundaries in place to protect yourself and your priorities, then those boundaries are going to crumble. 
mm-hmm. you're not going to hold them. Yeah. And if people don't like your boundaries, it's probably because they don't have any and they're just not used to that. They're like, wait, what? And sometimes total access and walking yeah. you. Yeah. And, and sometimes they don't even realize that they're doing it. Sometimes they don't realize that they're like it. And I think you can be a really beautiful example to them. And even if it triggers them or bothers them, I think also it can inspire them. I know when people say no to me, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I, I just think that's like really admirable that you said no with no shame. I think that's great. I love that. I think we should all take that, take that into our lives. So if there were, obviously you are successful in many realms, Stephanie, you, you have your network marketing business, you have your podcast, you had your blog, you have your full-time business, you are raising an amazing child. If there were one piece of advice you could give to the, the folks listening that are leaders in all of these different realms in their lives, what would be your number one thing that you would tell them? I know that's like a huge ask. It is because I, I just, I don't want to sound repetitive, but again, boundaries are so important. Um, but specifically as a leader, you really need to set aside time for yourself because when you're a leader, whether you're a leader in the home, whether you're a leader in direct sales or in a corporate environment or at a church or whatever it may be, when you're a leader, people are going to need you. And if you don't take time for yourself, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to have that resentment like we talked about. And you have to set aside that time, no matter who you might disappoint. And sometimes that does mean like getting up earlier and staying up later or doing something for you on your lunch. You know, I, I think people think I'm crazy because six hours of sleep is an amazing amount for me. Like if I get a straight six hours of sleep, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a superhero that day. I mean, six hours is amazing. Um, I can like, six hours of sleep. I'm a monster. I like, I can survive on five, but like six is golden. I can, I mean, I can sleep more than that, but I don't need to. And that's just, that's just me. And like, you know, what's best for you. I also, I'm a big believer in naps and I'm a big believer in caffeine. So I think that helps too. So I have like a balance of all of those things, which might not make sense, but it makes sense for me. Um, But I like, I have more energy when I get up earlier and do something for me than if I get up later and I skip that time. Hmm. Like if I take an extra hour in the morning for me to read, meditate, I mean, this morning it was literally like, I know people are like, oh, don't look at your phone when you first wake up. Well, this morning it was literally like, I haven't scrolled through Instagram in a few days and I just want to scroll and like catch up on my favorite people. And it was just like scrolling while drinking my coffee for a few minutes. And that was, that was like my self-care time this morning and it felt great. And then I was ready for work and, you know, so I would rather get up earlier and take that time rather than take an extra hour of sleep and wake up at the last minute and be rushed and trying to get out the door and like chugging my coffee. And I mean, that's just stressful. That's like a stressful way to start your day. Mm-hmm. So I love having that relaxation at the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't understand 
when when moms say, I mean, I guess I understand it because I think I've been there, especially when your kid's like an infant. We're not talking about infants, but I don't understand when people are like, oh, I don't even have time to shower. Like take the time to shower, even if you go to bed a half hour later or get up a half hour earlier, like at least shower or I shower or take a bath every day, every single day. If I skip it, it's like, it just feels weird. Like, I just feel like I, I missed something really important. So even if that's your self-care, do that. But every night before bed, I take a shower or a bath. I read my book right now. I'm reading the Bridgerton books. I'm very excited about that. And um, take that time, no matter what it takes, no matter if it's like, if you have to hire a babysitter for an hour, so you can just be by yourself for an hour, you know, do it. It's worth the money. It's worth the time. 100%, 100% agree. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I love this conversation. I love getting to know you more and learning about your journey and how each of these like leadership traits that you have have impacted other parts of your life. I just, I love seeing it all intertwined and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad we got to talk. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.